0: and welcome to a new episode of catching fire how teams win but this episode is different because it's the start of a new series under the catching fire brand and it's called leadership uncensored with muhammad and jim this new series will be released once per month and it, as it's clear from the name there will be no guests or at least that's our plan till now because me and jim will be presenting it together It will be a free discussion between me and Jim about leadership and team performance topics and newest trends. We will share our thoughts and opinions as well as practical advice about some of the most challenging problems that leaders face nowadays. We will also share real life stories that happened and still happen inside corporations. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, Mohammed. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm very, very happy, happy to have you here, but not as a guest, but as a partner.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, yes. I, I love sharing ideas when it comes to leadership and experiences. And, um, and today I know we have something really exciting to talk about that, that uh, where I have ideas that people might find a little uh, different or at least offer them a different way to look at things.
0: Yes. And, and of course, I'm sure that a lot of people right now are interested, what will be the topic of this episode? And the topic of this episode will be quite quitting. It's something that everybody speaking about at the meantime. We see it a lot on social media. And we thought, me and Jim together, that it's a good opportunity right now that we build on this topic and explain it more to the people. And at the same time, give some tips and ideas about how leaders can avoid this quite quitting trend okay but first jim let me start by bringing one topic that we can discuss together right now which is what is quite quitting let's explain to everybody
1: okay yeah i did extensive research on this and by that i mean i looked it up on wikipedia and it, it according to wikipedia it says quiet quitting is an application of work to rule which employees work within defined work hours Mm. and engage in work-related activities solely within those hours. Um, it's a philosophy of like um, not connected to quitting a job outright, but rather like doing precisely what the job requires.
0: To go, they are not trying to go above and beyond. That's what you are trying to say. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. So they're doing their job and only their job in the amount of hours that are
0: given you know um
1: some some people can call it um that they're you know slackers or willfully underperforming um that's how employers might see it um some people see it as engaged workers setting reasonable boundaries and um and why do workers do it is you know try to avoid burnout um they're paying more attention to their mental health and personal well-being and all that kind of stuff. So there's positives to it, and there's there's the other side yeah. of it as well, um, which is the employer side. So I think there's two sides to it: how how leaders view it, or how how leadership or businesses view it, and how employee employees view it as well. Your teammates, mm. how they so. And it's not a new thing. I mean, exactly. if you if you think about the movie Office Space, right? Mm. It came out in the late '90s. That's pretty much what it's about. Another guy had to be hypnotized to, to think about only coming in, you know, not coming in on Saturdays and just coming in when required and uh, only doing what's necessary for his job. But hmm. it's been around for a long time, but it has a new name, a new name.
0: buzzword
1: that's yeah, going by the way,
0: By the way, when this name came in the media, I started wondering, okay, what is the difference exactly between this uh, term and this engagement? Uh, we are always speaking about disengagement and all the time Gallup Institute was speaking in the past that 87% of employees worldwide are disengaged at work. And for me, it's exactly the same. But one of the things that I noticed in the past years, Jim, is that, uh, you know, because people do are not, you know, are not tending to make a lot of research. And even when they see something in front of them, they tend to forget it. Uh You see in the media from time to time that an idea is brought up from the past, repacked again. Like, for example, the mode, okay, the clothes, for example, and the trends in trousers and jackets and all of this stuff. It can be trendy in the 70s. They get it again right now under another name or style. So uh, I also saw this one in the topic of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence was always there for, for the past 30 40 50 years but under different names now it was labeled emotional intelligence and it became a trend for uh, 10 years ago and it was ah everybody was speaking about it yeah so yes quite quitting from my own point of view as you said it's available there it just took another name and from my own point of view it's exactly like disengagement almost yeah
1: yeah exactly and and again it's it's the the concept of you know we, we all know people that are doing many jobs. They're staying late. They're coming in Saturdays. They're 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 doing the work. They're doing work, right? Mm. And um, they're they're doing their best. And and why they're doing all this work? Well, it's you know think about it. We with COVID, there was a big recession. A lot of companies released a lot of people, mm. uh, and. But they didn't backfill. So that work still needed to be done. So now they're leaning on employees more to, you know, pick up some of the slack to, to fill the gaps. Yep. And there's only so many hours in a day. And so the it's the concept of, hey, you're here, you're lucky to have a job. Let's keep, um, you know, maybe we'll throw a few more dollars at you. But I need mm-hmm. you to I know you're doing your job. I need you to do this person's job and this person's job and this person's job. and or at least the main features of it so that we can keep running, right? And um, they're doing, and because they're doing, they're picking up some of the slack now that um, we've recovered a bit from COVID time, perhaps they're feeling, well, the work's still getting done. So maybe I don't need to bring in somebody to do this full time. Hmm. So I think that's kind of where we're at now. And who gets to name these? Who gets to repackage it and name it quite quitting? It's the businesses. It's the leaders. It's the ones that are talking to the media, right? So, yeah. so for me, it's it's a uh, it's a term. You know, it's good to have a term, but I think it was branded in a way where it makes employers or employees feel bad about not getting that work done, right? That's uh, that that's still the mentality here these days. Is is you got to work to be successful. You got to hustle. Um, you know, it's all about, it's all about effort to be successful. So, Mm. and, and people are burning out because of that. I've, I've talked to a few people where they've just quit because, um, without having anything lined up, just because they can't handle, uh, all the extra work and all the extra time, no matter what happens, they, there's always more to be done, um, and they're never going to get caught up. So, Mm. uh, and you know how can them what, what's the standard response to this is employers are throwing more money at them right they try that and i've seen that not even work as well
0: uh by the way uh i i had this uh problem before when i was working in the corporate world uh exactly what you what you explained right now uh uh, for a long time the only thing which was used to motivate me at work or the people around me thought that this is the only way to motivate someone at work was uh, 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 this guy's good give him more money yes uh, and he will tolerate more and wow. what the, what a lot of people don't know or maybe these leaders don't know that yeah money is cool but according to research at a specific moment it doesn't make any difference and actually according to research specifically let's say in dollar terms starting seventy thousand or 75 per year okay money is not you c- cannot be used or will not be effective in used as a motivational tool anymore so uh, at a specific moment they disregard anything and think that this will be enough uh, to get the employees motivated and ignited all this stuff but what, you, what they cannot see is what's happening behind the scene maybe this person quit already quite quitting okay yeah. And, and yeah, they are earning good money. They are performing, but they are disconnected already.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And, and uh, I look at that as a different way, right? Um, Mm. You know, it's to me quite quitting is a sign of a leader who doesn't know how to set boundaries for their team Mm. um, or a business that doesn't know how to set boundaries um, as well. So when I was a global leader, um, fortune 100 company we i took a lot of time to make sure that we were focused on what we needed to do to get the job done um, to Mm -hmm. be successful as a team Mm -hmm. so a lot of that was saying no to outside um, groups or departments that are asking for more from our team that was not really our core competency and um and the team really loved that i think because they were hired to do one thing and they're good at that and they like doing that. So why am I would then ask them to do, this was a sourcing team. So I would then ask them to review engineering prints to see if they're ready for quotations. Like that's, yep. maybe they don't know how to read blueprints, you know? So, and again, it's, why would I ask them to do something they're not comfortable doing? Take them outside of their comfort zone um, to, you know, do something where we really someone else should have had this done already and that kind of stuff and. Um, a, another way to look at it is uh, there's always more stuff coming in so how nice is it to just close your laptop at the end of the day at the end of your scheduled work day and. Go home and not think about it anymore it's be able to spend time with your family and, and I think that's the thing that a lot of employers don't recognize is that more than money, um, I mean, money's great and, and it's great to, to earn as much as you deserve uh, and as much as you can, but um, what's the point if you're working till 8 p.m. and you're missing family dinners? Hmm. If you're working on Saturdays and you're missing your, your child's um, you know soccer games, yeah. what's what's the point? And, and I think they're kind of forgetting about that. So hmm. as, as a global leader, I made sure my team was uh, done at the end of the day. I tell them, look, it's just a job. It's, um, we're getting our job done. We're, we're setting them up for success. Um, these are the priorities of what we're doing. And all the outside stuff, let them come to me. I'll, I'll tell them no, or I'll need to understand why they need it, why it's important, why it's going to move us forward. So if it's a mm-hmm. special request, it's got to go through me. Not because I don't trust them to do it or make those mm-hmm. decisions, but just because I was real careful about how we were uh, what we were working on And again i want them to go put the laptop down and go hang out with their family and on weekends i don't want them checking emails i want them spending time with their families so um so it's really about setting boundaries when you say no to something you're saying yes to something else right to a previous um uh, something you've already signed up for right a previous responsibility Mm -hmm. so you, you can say yes to death and then never can, you're constantly working, but you're not getting anything done. Right. And, and that's one of my core philosophies is I don't believe in working to get work. Right. So hmm. um, people think the equation is effort equals success. Um, but I don't think that's the equation. It's results equals re- success. So, yeah, you know, working until eight doesn't necessarily equal success but if you're working on meaningful things from eight to five um that equals success right and uh, mm-hmm. being able to recharge and refresh and separate your mind um, i think is really critical and yeah. um at covid because of covid people spending a lot of time at home they realize man this is great i i, I love having this downtime being able to spend time with my family and then having a come back and then work long hours and not see them again we realized i don't i don't need to do this this um this doesn't make any sense there are companies out there that 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 will set boundaries right so Mm. that that, that's kind of my thought on it is is it's about boundaries it's about saying no Mm. to the important things and and so that you can continue
0: saying yes to what you've already signed up for Mm. thinking about it right now i'm thinking is it affecting all generations at work or is it affecting a specific group of people maybe for example a relevant age group because one of the things that i read on gallup is that the it's affecting mainly the younger employees more than anything else the people who want to who are quite quitting are under 35 the majority of them are under 35 that's what they were speaking generation z i, I think so and and millennials and part of millennials and i have these statistics open right now in front of me and uh, i i when, when i when i read the statistics first before anything else what do you think about it do you think this is uh, uh this makes sense or what do you think
1: i do think it makes sense i i, I try to avoid general broad explanations of things but to me that that makes sense, just because you know I'm Gen Z and grew up with with uh, baby boomers. That mentality of just get the job done, work, 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 kind of thing. Um, and it, so it's hard to kind of separate that uh, from you know from that. So to me, I think that does kind of make sense. Um, but it's not all inclusive. It's you know not just because you're under 35 means you should be doing this or that you are doing that. Um, but I'm interested to hear those uh, statistics.
0: No, I I can read some of them to you. But before reading uh, some of them to you, I think that uh, these statistics in general make sense because uh, the new generations and the younger ones uh, are not working for the same goals like the older generations because I dealt with these generations, and I I mean the younger ones, and I dealt with the older ones, and they know the differences. Uh, Two different eras. Uh, The older generations, or for example, the time... After the, the Industrial Revolution, Industrial Age, all this stuff, the this older generation, they were mainly focused on, I, I want to work uh, because I have to feed my family. And this is the one and main goal, the one and main thing. I want to feed my family. I want to put uh, bread on the table, as they like to use the term. And... When you speak to the, of course, I'm not saying that's general 100%. There is nothing called general or, for example, 100%. No, I'm speaking yeah. about the majority during in this era. Uh, but when you look at the newer generations, which are coming right now, the specifically which were born st- at the end of the 90s and the beginning of 2000, no, they are seeking fulfillment. They are seeking meaning. They are seeking, especially, especially that nowadays you have a lot of tools that can support them reach these goals. Because let's look, for example, in the past. In the past, you had uh, the normal process. You go to university or, for example, you study until high school and then uh, you have to study something and then you start working after this. This was the the, the main idea. If you are not studying high school or you are going to university, then your chances of getting a good job with a good salary is getting lower and lower. But now, with the rise of the internet and different things which are happening in the world at the meantime and tech, uh, no, there are different paths and different ways than only I have to study uh, and have a high school, uh, university degree, uh, or engineering degree, or, or medical degree, or something this way in order to be successful, or to find meaning, or to earn more money, or something. No, people, there are different roads and different flexible roads, and the younger generations. They always ask themselves, "Why should I do this one right now? Why should I be working in a toxic environment, or why uh, I shouldn't care about the work-life balance, or why should I take this long road?" You in the past, I, in yeah. the past, I felt it was more mandatory because this was the only path. Now, now there are different possibilities.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it that way, and um, you, you're you're right. Like, you know, I have kids; they're all teenagers, and um what do i tell them every day um you can be anything and you can do anything and and the internet and social media and all that really helps make that possible so why are we wondering when they take advantage of that you know um i just saw something recently by gary Vaynerchuk uh mm. he posted that he said gen Z's not lazy they're just refusing to put up with the toxic work culture that boomers created and yeah. You know it's it it, it is um, you can do anything can be anything you can have that work-life balance and um but the old way of doing things um of just you know eight to five or longer doing a lot of work just to do work isn't uh you know doesn't bring about that culture it's not what we're trying to you know we're, we're feeding them what we're telling them so um so what you're saying makes a lot of sense the what motivates me uh, or at least it did in the 20s um is different these days so we got to be as leaders um, smart enough to adapt and listen to our teammates and understand what their needs are where they're trying to go what where they're trying to grow as well um you know a lot of them to say they can't afford to have families so they're working harder and all that kind of stuff but uh, you know i don't think that's The kind of uh, message we want to have and the the kind of um, workers we want to have. We want to have people that have a fulfilling life. They can go home to a a family, um, you know, to a spouse, to kids, to pets or whatever, um, and and come in the next morning nice and refreshed. There's something great about having your team shut a laptop at the end of the day and just walk away and not think about it.
0: Yeah. By the way, when you were speaking right now, you just reminded me of um, a research that I was reading about uh, or that I read on the Internet several weeks ago. I don't want to mislead the the audience by mentioning wrong figures, but if I remember well, it was approximately 45 percent, about 45 percent of the German workforce claim that what happens at work affects their uh, private life at home and Mm the relationship with their partners. And I'm just adding my voice to yours that, yes, Yes. the leaders have to do a better job because there is no differentiation. This will impact that. And one of the things that we need to focus on in making a difference is that, simply, we need to think that we are building for the newer generations. Every leader has to think, and I always challenge my clients to think in this way, you, as a leader, have tremendous power, more than you can ever imagine. So don't only think about it that, okay, I have to fulfill my job needs or job role and that's all. No, you can build for the future. Think about it in this way. Think about I am going to one day make a handover to my daughter or my son. Imagine that your daughter or son will take, uh, will, will, will join your company one day and build the culture and atmosphere and the succession planning and leadership style and everything expecting this moment to happen as if it will happen. Okay. Would you like, for example, that your kid, your uh, your uh, your daughter or son, come to a toxic atmosphere or culture, and and accept it just because he or she is earning good salary, or just because it is the way it is, and we are following the rules, and that's the way that we that we do the things here, and so on? I mean.
1: Yeah, you're. That's that's exactly right, um, and that's a great way to look at it as well. Um, yep. We're all handing off to our. Uh, um our kids or someone else's kids in the future um and you're you're building you know you, there's, there's different ways to look at success i guess and mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people look at it as short-term success how how is my team going to reach those numbers that were given to me by executives um how am i going to do that for the this quarter right so that's you know when you get into that mentality you're that's all your focus on is how am I going to get those numbers? But when you look at mm. it, the big picture of um, what are we going to look like in two years and in, in five years, you know, when you're playing the infinite game, you know, like Simon Sinek says, if you're mm. looking at, 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 the infinite game here, you're, you're thinking about how am I going to grow the team, grow the business, grow my group, grow myself um, in the long term. Uh It's, you know, I've had teammates come to me and say, Hey, I, There's this other role that's available. It's great growth opportunity for me. What Mm -hmm. do you think? Um, I've always asked. All right, let's let's talk about it. Uh, I've supported them. Said, why don't you? Hey, how about we work on this? Or, and then when they get that role, um, hey, let me know what what else you need. How I can help? If you have questions, if they're a new leader, I would uh, would you know offer to just kind of mentor them and, and and sit with them weekly or every other week and say how can we build confidence? You know, um, how can your team have confidence in you as a leader? How can we build your leadership confidence and uh, what actions can we take? And just kind of game plan, those kind of things. And it's just, you know, pretty much if I can help my teammates be successful, even when they're not my teammates anymore, um, I think everybody grows and, and gets smarter. And, um, you know, when the, when tides come in, all ships rise. So it's, uh, it, I think if a leader starts looking at it from that standpoint, um, the, the the numbers will take care of themselves. Your team mm. will be successful when you're looking at the big picture.
0: Hmm. I wish we have more people thinking in the same way, my friend. That's why, for example, we're making this podcast right now or this episode because we want to encourage more leaders to think in this way. But uh, one of the things that came in my mind right now is, okay, we want to give the listeners some practical information right now. So let's speak to, to with them about how any organization can reduce quite quitting maybe we can uh, dis- discuss this topic right now maybe somebody is listening they can find value in it and they can implement if so, if each person implemented one tip or one thing one good thing a lot of things can change we are not aiming for five tips or ten tips no one good thing and everything can change yes eh? so what do you think what what what, what can, how can we reduce quite quitting inside organizations?
1: Yeah, great question. I think it's one way is um, embrace it. I embrace quitting. That's telling the leader that I want to be successful at what I'm doing. I want to help the team out. And hmm. um, that would tell me as a leader that there's there's too much going on. We need to bring more people in or you need to kind of defend and block outside actions. But and, and one way you figure that out is. Um, May you know people make to do lists?
0: Yeah. We've
1: made not to do lists. Don't do these kind of things because this is taking us away from our, our 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 vision, our finish line, where we're trying mm-hmm. to get to. Right. So, you know, list them out. Don't um, you know, answer emails from you know, between eight AM and ten AM because that's you know, maybe that's your key for me, that's my key focus time, my key thought. Yeah, time. like me. That kind yeah. of stuff, yeah, exactly. Don't accept meetings um, after five o'clock, you mm-hmm. know, um, or even after four o'clock, give yourself an hour at the end of the day, assuming you're working eight to five, give yourself an hour buffer to close out your open tasks as much as possible, answer those, those critical emails and that kind of stuff. So just make a list of, of not to do things, you know? Uh, I think you find that pretty helpful and if you share that with your team uh, or they're building that not to do list, you know, then uh, they, they kind of see that, that you have in mind um, how, how, how that you're going to support them, get their job done, how to support them to get successful. Right. And again, if you if you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to something else. So the team can build that um, not to do list and you can add some ideas and suggestions and it could be different for each teammate. But, um, you know, have that document and review it in your one on ones, you know, and say, is this what we're doing and this is what we're not doing and this is why.
0: So. Two, two things came into my head right now when, we, when you were giving your answer. Uh, the first one, I, I will tell them in no specific order and then after this we can discuss them. The first one is uh, some leaders will not detect the signals of quite quitting. Mm-hmm. So what you said right now is very, very beautiful. If I'm, as a leader, detecting these signals, understand? which is part of it, part of detecting this signal is to have a high social awareness level, understand? which is yeah. also part of the emotional intelligence, as we spoke at the beginning of this episode. Understand? So a lot of leaders, a lot of managers do not have high social awareness. And accordingly, they will not detect these signals until it's very, very late. So this is the first thing. Um, uh, what you said is, is amazing, but some leaders will not be able to detect it. The second thing is, okay, as a, a, let's say right now I, I'm quitting quietly and I'm your employee, okay? Uh, what does this mean to you, okay? Or what am I telling you as a leader right now if I'm quite quitting already? I mean, if I'm in the process, you understand me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These two things came in my head right now and choose any one of them pick any topic or pick any of these uh, points and let's speak about them yeah.
1: yeah i think uh boy detecting the signals of quiet quitting um i i think you would find that if um you know your reporting processes are pretty complicated or or time consuming and they're not getting their reports done you know um that's one signal where they don't feel it's important or meaningful, um, or maybe they want to get it done, but they can't, right? So you got to have that discussion on, you know, what's going on here, and if it's I haven't had time. I've been working on these projects and this item and email, and I, you know, I just haven't had time to get it done. You know, um, that's one way where you can kind of detect the signal for for quiet quitting. Um, or maybe even if they've kind of checked out in a in a in a meeting, and um, not offering helpful or meaningful advice, or you ask them, hey, you know what you got going on? Like nothing, just the usual, you know, um, staying busy, kind of thing. Um, it, you know, kind of detached a little bit. That might be another signal as well. Uh, so really try to show support for that, um, and and. and, and keep your antenna up to make sure that um, you're, you're engaged with your team and you have a, a pulse on them as well. And yeah. And again, I think they're really trying to tell you uh, with quiet quitting is is um, I'm stressed out. Uh, mm. I'm never going to get um, everything done that I need to today. So what's the point? Um, mm. I'm just doing the best that I can, but I uh, really want to, uh, you know, spend time with the family. And and I really enjoy, you know, when I'm away from here as well. I like what I'm doing, but I'm, that's not what I'm doing anymore kind of thing. Mm. Uh, as an example, um, my, my son gives me a good, uh, he, he gave me a good insight on something. He works at, um, he, he's still in high school and he's working at Walmart. And I picked him up from work one day and he's, I said, Hey, how, how'd it go today? He's like, it was great. It was fine. It was like, you know, it was kind of stressful when I was there. He's like, but I love working here because at the end of the day, I I can't take it home with me. You know, he's stocking shelves, pulling things off the truck. It's physical work. He loves it. But at the end of the day, when, when it's time to take him home, he can go home and not think about it, you know, hmm. and how much do we take with us to the next day? Or, you know, when we come home or when we shut that laptop, how much are we taking with us during the day, you know, for the rest of the evening or whatever? because you know we have long-term projects we got to think about we have quarterly reviews we got to think about and he's just like it's it's done what's there to worry about and then the next day you'll there's another truck there to unload and they'll do the same again kind of thing. So it's just an interesting kind of concept how can we make that um, philosophy for uh, for our teams as you know um, I, we, we're done for the day yeah
0: yes. I have I have something that I wanted to add here in context of what you are speaking about right now. Uh, one of the things that I encourage a lot of leaders to do, and even when I'm working with clients and uh, I interview or speak. For example, if I'm working with a leader and I'm going to speak to his team members, uh I usually ask them a set of questions that I design for this specific situation or the case, why we are here. And uh, but one question I always ask no matter what's the the situation that we're in or the reason why i'm here in the company is to ask each person uh how much are you truly engaged or ignited each week and i want it as a percentage you understand so for example let's say uh, here here you have five days per week okay you are doing tasks each day so if you are putting a percentage of the number of tasks or things that you are doing that gets you ignited or engaged and you are happy about versus the other way around, how much, okay, is this proportion? And this is one of the things that a lot of leaders can use as a as a, as a, as a technique, as a style. They can go directly to their team members from time to time and ask them this question. But for this question to get really a good feedback or not um, or not to mislead the leader this leader has to do his homework or her homework before asking this question by 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 really connecting with this employee knowing their teams very very well may, uh, creating psychological safety so that this employee is able to say okay i am to be honest i'm i like this in my job i dislike this i'm engaged 30% or or or, uh, or 40% and they can give an evaluation for themselves if there is no psychological safety and trust built before asking this question then most of the time the employee will lie to the leader because they will think okay if i said let's say that i'm not engaged 100% or i don't like everything that i'm doing or i find meaning i'm doing meaningless tasks most of the time then maybe they will tell me go away or for example leave the company or leave uh, or find another job and i these are two cases two real cases that i passed that i faced you understand? So, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things is that you have to build the trust. You have to build the psychological safety and the connection with your employee. And then you, after this, you can direct, easily go and ask. Go and ask this person. Tell him what's his expectation and what's happening. His expectation or her expectation versus the reality. And, and then after this, try to work, as you said, as a team for the best yeah. of the company And for for the team and for the person him or herself, so instead of just shutting everything down and saying, "Okay, if you are not engaged hundred percent or even seventy percent, then then go away." No, let's sit together and find solutions, because this will be good for the company and the team. And coming to good for the company and the team, let me ask you: is is there any way that quite quitting is good for uh, the team?
1: I think so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but in my opinion, it is. I mean, some, some people might find that a, a, a little bit um, kind of backwards and, and from especially the older generation. Um, I, I do feel that it's it's something that, for the most part, can be good for your team. And and as you said, it's you have to build that, that your words that I wrote down were psychological safety which is a great term um, and trust and you know just because you have the title doesn't mean you have the trust and there you have to work at that trust you know um i've shared with people um you know my team leadership guide for building trust there's you know at least four main things for that um and it's it's a process and you know again you have to You can't get it just because of a title, just because you're promoted to that role or you're created to that. You you really have to build that, and one way you can do that is by establishing boundaries for your team, Um, making your what not to do list, Um, and uh, it's uh, yeah it, it. if you're keeping all the outside noise out and you're able to focus on what your team is, assuming you have an understanding of what your goal is, what your fo- your team focuses, what your finish line is, assuming you have that, um, quiet quitting helps get you focused, right? Hmm. Instead of the term quiet quitting, it should be called more, you know, focused work, you know, hmm. um, focused teamwork. If you, uh, you know, for anybody that's played sports, like let's take um, soccer, football you don't want your goalkeeper running up to play forward and, you know, go get the ball every time and try to score because now who's protecting the goal, right? You want everybody doing their, their, their key function. They like the goalkeepers knows what they need to do. And they can't be running up the field all the time. Mm -hmm. In baseball, you don't want your shortstop going out into the outfield to go catch a pop-up because they have to cover second base or something like that. Right. So it's that kind of same thing where, you know, there's other things where it's kind of, in my opinion, quite quitting, but really they're doing what they need to do because that's mm. what they're good at. That's what they were hired to do. So why would you have your team do the same thing where they're playing, wearing multiple hats um, and, and just to just to get the job done? Because some executive that might not know as much says, yeah, um, you guys are getting the, you guys are smart. You're good at what you're doing. Now here's more. Right. Mm. And then again, as I've mentioned earlier, if it's getting done, they're going to realize, they're going to think, well, it's already getting done. So why would I bring on more help? Kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm. It's, uh, I, I had a leader that once said, um, let it burn. Right. Um, if there's a, you constantly oh my putting God. it out.
0: You had, you putting, had the, sorry for interruption. You had the same thing. I had it one time before also. Yeah. It's, it's, even it's, you it's think- you're constantly. You see it's it's a phenomenon even even though you are living in the usa i'm living in germany but the same yeah sorry for interruption but i just had to say it you know <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah no you're exactly right it's uh, a yeah. if you keep putting out the fires the small fires hmm. um they it's never going to get something big where people realize that there's something going on hmm. but if you just let it burn and that, that that's that's that takes discipline and that can be hard to do but if you let it burn then they will realize, oh, there's a bigger issue here. Why do these yeah. fires keep starting? Uh, you know, so uh, that's really uh, one way to kind of look at it is just kind of let it burn and um, and focus on your core key tasks for your
0: team. Hmm. Let it burn. So that's catching fire, like the name of the podcast here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Let it catch fire.
0: <laughs> catch fire. Yes. <laughs> No, anyway, no, I, I i truly agree with what you said, and this is exactly similar to the situation that I had here. As I told you before, I was during this time a corporate employee, and uh, one of the top leaders at the company during this time said it, I was complaining to him about a situation or something, and I was concerned. I was saying to him, if nobody from uh, from your level interfered right now and took action, the situation would be messy, and he told me, "Let it burn." Okay and then and then he said it in a specific way this was lots of years lots of years ago okay and he said it in a specific way he told me sometimes burning up everything and rebuilding from the beginning can be far better so he told yeah. me it also attracts the awareness of the people and they come together in order that they are contributing together or collaborating together so it was a good idea by the way because uh, during this time i saw it clearly yes you know when hardships happen or the hardships uh, when you face challenging situations sometimes they bring people together so this was his point of view during this time that when it fires up it can help a little bit unite the people because the people were divided during this time you know how the company politics go and uh, i'm engineering i'm uh, uh, procurement i'm marketing no and the pointing fingers sometimes these things bring the people together you know
1: yeah, that's a great point. Common enemy, um, yeah. common task, common path, common finish line will bring everybody yep. working together. That's a great point.
0: Yep. From my point of view, if you if you don't disagree, of course, uh, Jim, uh, I I I think we covered enough right now for for this episode regarding the quiet quitting. Unless, of course, you want to add anything that you want to uh, to discuss together. You know.
1: No, um, that was good. Uh, I, I like the. Um, one more action that people can do is yep. make sure that they have effective goals for their team and meaningful goals for their team. That So if everybody's understanding that the goals that you're working on are meaningful and will drive you forward, uh, I think that's a, a, another way to, to kind of keep everybody focused and understand what you're not supposed to do and what you're doing uh, leads to success. Right. And, and again, the My quick equation, you know, I have a math minor. My quick equation for success is not effort. Maximize effort does not equal success. It's Mm. results equal success. Mm. So we should probably have another discussion about goal setting. Yes, Yes.
0: exactly. I was about to tell you, let's promise the people here that we're going to come back again and make another discussion about goal setting so we can do it. Maybe, for example, the next episode or the one after it, but we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a plan. This was
0: fun. Thanks a lot. Very, very good. I'm very happy that we started this series together, Jim. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the first episode of Leadership Uncensored with Jim and Muhammad, or Muhammad and Jim. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, it will be a subcategory of Catching Fire, and it will happen uh, once per month at the meantime. So expect to see us next month, four weeks from now, where we're going to speak about another topic, Uncensored that and and also tackle some problems which are happening at the workplace at the meantime thank you so much for listening thank you so much for jim for being here i don't have to thank you as a as a as a guest because right now you are a partner in it and we're gonna see each other soon yeah
1: yeah yeah this was fun i like talking to you this is uh this is really cool
0: thank you jim thank you till next time
1: thank you all
0: right have a good